Uh, hello and welcome to Media Made, the show in which we, year by year, explore the movies, music, and TV the most invaded our lives. I am your host, the host with the most, <laughs> Rod. I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Jess. And uh, hello and welcome. Uh, welcome and hello. If you are new to the show, which you probably are, this is a show where we discuss the things that we've seen. Oh, and all the things that we've seen. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the gimmick is we've gone through a list. We, we've chosen a year. This year just so happens to be 1985. Uh, and we've looked at a list of every television show that debuted that year. Uh, we did not watch all of them. That would no. be crazy. Absolutely. Um, and probably physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long um, list. No, what we did was we just went through the list and we decided which one show each of us had seen the most of uh, from that year. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did this for uh, movies and uh, music as well. Uh, you can go listen to episode one and episode two if you want to hear about the movies and music of 1985. But today we're talking just TV. Um, the truth is, no man can watch a full, you know, television series in one go. It's physically no. impossible. Absolutely. So we did not do that. We did not watch these shows in their entirety. Instead, we decided to take a little small sampling. You know. Uh, Kind of re-evaluate the, the shows that we've seen the most of in our lives. Uh, do they hold up? Do they not? Yeah. But Usually the answer for Rodney is no, they don't hold up. For me, yes, they do. My shows are excellent. Yeah, the, 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 the <laughs> show will also decide uh, who who won the year um, overall, even. You know, who won the TV of the oh, year, yeah, and then we get to decide who won the year overall because we've done three episodes. Um, movies, music, and TV. It would be great. Yeah. When I get that badge of honor, I'm gonna make a badge. Um. So the the, the secret is neither neither of us were born in 1985. Uh, we just you know shot in the dark, took stab at this year. <laughs> um. And the the thing is, it's like even though we weren't necessarily born in 1985, I feel like there was enough bleed through the reruns or Absolutely. VHS tapes and all that stuff for us to have consumed plenty of television from the 80s. Yeah. We were, we were we were as much child of the 80s as the kids who were born in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. Barely. Hey! <laughs> um, so, the shows we're going to talk about, um, I, I can say this for your show too, it's like, I've seen enough of these shows to like have a pretty like firm memory of them. Right, right, right. As a kid, even though I was not born when they came out. Um, these, some of these shows actually, one of these shows actually uh, extended far into the 90s. Yeah. Um... So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So some of our particulars for this, I know, um, were that we, to decide what it was, because some of yeah. the shows extended far, we went through a list of the shows that piloted in the year. Yeah. So um, that's how we, we decided, right? Like mm -hmm. that this is the show of 85. Not that it was the best that it ever was in 85 or that it was talked about the most in 85, but the first show was aired in America. Uh, no, I, I just was in general. It was yeah. aired wherever it was aired in 85. Yes. Uh, and that's how we went about it. And since that was a thing, we only watched the piloted episode. Right. Um, and also, just like with music, it's like, there, with these shows especially, there, there are cases where we did not watch the entire show, its entire run in our lives. Yeah. But these shows... We can say we've seen the most of because we've seen the most episodes from these shows as compared to the other shows from that year. Correct. Yes. Um, 
if there was a show that came out that I've seen or just has seen the entire run of every single episode, that would supersede any other show. Even if Jess had seen 100 episodes of this show but didn't finish it, the show she did finish would be her show. Correct. Yes, I'm saying the word show a lot. <laughs> um, so let's just, let's just jump into it because we got a lot of, we're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to start with my show. We're going to like, you know, shovel the garbage, <laughs> get, it, get it over with and get to the good stuff. Um, you want to tell, the, tell the, the fine folks what my show was? The once great, never great Bernstein Bears. This way to bear country. You'll know when you're there. As soon as you enter, you'll feel like a bear. A great grizzly bear. A Berenstain bear. Good lord. Yep, so that would be the Berenstain Bears. Wow. 1985. Um, and I do say Berenstain Bear, not Berenstain Bear. Mm. Um, there's this um, national uh, delusion that... <laughs> When this show existed in the past, it was the Berenstein Bears. And by some kind of cosmic shift, um, a, a parallel universe, you know, we all have these strange memories of a, a books in a show called the Berenstein Bears. Right. S-T-E-I-N. No, it has always been the Berenstein Bears. Eh. Yeah. Mandela effect. <laughs> right. Um, debuting September 14th, 1985, this show was adapted from the long-running series of children's book, also called The Berenstain Bears. Did you read the books? I did. Ah, were uh, the books better than the movie? Um. Oh gosh, could you match if they made a movie? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it could be that Hollywood is currently trying to get a Berenstain Bears movie off the ground. No, is it gonna be like that bear-eating marmalade, like, live-action terrifying? Marmaduke? Marmaduke? That's a dog. The one with the hat oh, that eats uh, normally Paddington. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> I've heard those Paddington movies are pretty good. I don't I don't like animated animals anthropomorphic yeah, no, I, I, anthropomorphic. If, if in my you know, if I was to set out and say, Hey, Rod, you need to make a Berenstain Bears movie, I would want it to be animated strictly. Fair. But I, I'm just like knowing Hollywood. They're probably doing like a Yogi Bear, yeah, you know, animated bear in a in a real world type situation. We were talking about this earlier that there aren't really very many animated movies out recently. Like yeah. there's 3D and Disney yeah, yeah. Pixar Traditionally, stuff, animated but... movies have like gone by the wayside. You, you get some uh, uh, foreign movies. You get some uh, like indie movies, but it's all 3D animated. So you're probably if if the Berenstein Bears movie is going to come out in the next few years, it's going to be. A 3D animated Berenstein Bear movie. Well, uh, that's okay. We don't perhaps have kids. them don't living it. amongst human beings in oh. the real world. It, it sounds terrible. That'll hit our movie night requirement. Yeah. yeah. Um, so okay, uh, just to kind of line us up, you see, to where you know, where did this show come from? Um, the Berenstein Bears uh, books were a series by Jan and Stan Berenstein. Oh. Um, how how adorable, Jan and Stan. <laughs> Uh, married couple. Uh, those books debuted in 1962 uh, with the book The Big Honey Hunt. The Big Honey Hunt. Um, and then the couple would go on to publish over 300 Berenstein Bears wow. titles. Yeah, they're, they're workhorses. Get that money. Yeah. And um, as a child, um, growing up in the 90s, uh, my mom would supply me with uh, plenty <laughs> of Berenstein Bears books. Um, I, I think my mom... It, it, she felt that they were wholesome mm. and they taught good lessons, oh. right? I think that's the thing. If you were to ask my mom, hey, mom, why did you buy so many Berenstein Bears books? Well, they have such good lessons. <laughs> good, le You know, I remember. Did you read them, mom? <laughs> I, you know, 
um, I, I remember uh, things like, oh yeah, we they went to camp. How you should behave at camp. Uh, mm. You should clean your room. You should uh, shouldn't bite your fingernails. Um, I didn't learn that one. No, you did not. <laughs> that that lesson did not permeate. I'm going to find that book and brain. smack you on the back of the hands. <laughs> I, I do have bad habit. The book was called Bad Habit. Ah, I'm going to find it. Guess what? I still have that bad habit. I bite my fingernails often. <laughs> looking it up on Amazon right now. Yeah. Um, I remember my my favorite Berenstein Bear book um, was a, it, it was just like them teaching you about superlatives. The the book was called Best Better Be- Good Better Best. Okay. And it was just like them showing the bears doing um, various activities, and it was saying how you should write it as like uh, you know fast, faster, fastest, right? And it was just teaching you about those things. It's like um, <laughs> the. the this bear, uh, I'm trying, I don't know, what's an adjective? Give me an adjective. Round. Uh, round, rounder, roundest. <laughs> you know, it was just stuff like that. And it was like the mama, or uh, papa bear and the kids were, um, competing in different games, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, steep, steeper, steepest. Like a uh. hill. I don't know. I just the one I remember the most, because it was fun to listen. It was fun to hear my mom read it. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Anyway, that one just stuck out to me. Anyway, so I had a ton of these books as a kid, and obviously when my mom is at the video store and sees Berenstein Bears VHS tapes, she's going to bring them home and we're going to watch them. Yeah. And my elementary school, same thing. We would watch these Berenstein Bears VHS tapes, um, and I did not know that they were produced 10 plus years before I was watching them. Yeah. But that's what Cartoon's it is. Cartoon's a cartoon. Yep, exactly. To me, it's like all cartoons were released the year I was born, I guess, you know. Yeah, that's true. All it's, Disney movies were released when yeah, I was born. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> when, when a little kid watches Snow White, they don't realize it's a movie from 1939 Eighth, or whatever. Yeah. 1938. Uh, yeah. So, um, that's how I discovered the show. Um, I don't think before this experience I'd ever seen a single episode of Bernstein Bears. I can now say that I have seen a single episode. <laughs> Did you read the books? Twice. I don't think so. I feel like I must have. But I, I have no memory. Memory. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell we're married? Um, Berenstein Bears uh, follows a, a single bear family. Uh, they're, they're like a rustic uh, family. They live in a tree. Um, and they just like fall into the standard 80s archetypes for a, for a nuclear family. You've got the working class dad, uh, Papa Bear. You've got the stay-at-home mom. Mama Bear and their two kids, brother and sister. Ah, yes. <laughs> they, that's their names. So my little sister calls me brother. Like, that's her 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 name for me. She doesn't call me by my first name. Um, perhaps she got it from... Yeah, maybe. Steam Bears? I don't know. Sometimes your mom refers to you as brother. She does. So... It's very strange. <laughs> um, anyway... Um, before this show debuted, there was a series of Charlie Brown-esque... Berenstein Bears TV specials produced for NBC. Mm. They uh, were produced from like 1979 to 1983, and they focused on like like there was a Christmas special and a Labor Day special. I don't know stuff like that. Labor Day, sure. Arbor Day. Um, and then this show went into production and debuted 1985 on the CBS Morning Cartoon Block, Saturday Morning Cartoons. Um, I forgot to look up what shows it would like, you know, be around. Like, you know, what what other shows you would expect to watch in 1985 on CBS Saturday mornings? Oh, that would be. I, I assume like CBS is like known for being like the old people channel. Ah, uh, now or then? 
Now it is, I guess. But I, I who knows? <laughs> He-Man. <laughs> Snorks. Care Bears. Yeah, pr- probably. I, I assume uh, there was probably some Hanna-Barbera garbage. Mm. You know, the, the show fit right into that, you know, that heap of terrible 80s cartoon garbage. That was wonderful at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just perfect boob tube nature. Put your kid in front of the TV. It'll be fine. Walk away. Go make food. Yeah. Or a boozy lunch. Yeah. Um, Was that the 80s? That feels more like the 70s. Boozy lunches. You know, people were free in the 80s. Like very uh, latchkey kid oriented. You know, That's I, true. I assume. I was a latchkey kid. But I guess technically that was the 90s. They weren't leaving an infant <laughs> latchkeyed. Either way, I assume the kids would like run and, and be marketed at for, the, you know, for five hours. My Saturday morning cartoon is a little more action oriented. I brought, like, even if I was a, like, maybe if it was a little, little kid, I would be watching this show on Saturday morning, you know, mm-hmm. if I existed back then. But I would be more excited about an action oriented cartoon. Yeah. Not this. But, you know, it is what it is. Let's get into the show. Uh, show opens up with uh, perhaps the worst theme song of all times. Uh. You heard a bit of it when I introed the, with that clip there. It's like a, a gross, like, version of stars and stripes you know for the red white and blue and it's like you know them just it's terrible it's like the (laughs) characters singing about themselves and introducing the cast um it's terrible just just awful but you know i guess it helps the the kids remember who is in the show i don't know it was like it's mama and brother and me. Oh man, could you imagine just like we're gonna make history? Your child just <laughs> singing it over and over and over again. Oh man, if I was an adult and like this show was on in Saturday morning, I'd be like drinking my coffee. I'm like, it, it it's too loud. It, it was very loud. I'm just gonna play a couple of this. Like, <laughs> we are the just tap tap out when you don't want to hear anymore. Me? Yeah. We appreciate each other. It's terrible. I, I can't. I can't. I'm bad. You don't like the sound of children singing. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> it is awful. Just, just awful. Um, anyway, so we the the, the show when it when it it ran for like fifty two episodes, two years, two seasons. Um, each episode was two 11 minute shorts mm-hmm. you know bundled together we did not watch two for because we, we just couldn't take it anymore <laughs> um we watched one 11 minute segment from this show um would you like to describe the plot um because again it's all about lessons what was the one lesson they were trying to teach kids oh you went the lesson okay yeah, yeah. um <laughs> because to, <laughs> to get to the lesson you have to go through this weird path of logic what was the lesson first of all Clean your room. Clean your room, kids. Clean your room, kids. <laughs> um, but but how did how did we get there? We got there from FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. Mom got a uh, better homes and garden in the mail, and she was flipping through it. Okay, I'll race you up to our room. You're on. Those cubs. With that kind of energy, you'd think they could take better care of their room. <sighs> Speaking of rooms, aren't these lovely? She's, she's, she's flipping through a magazine that's just like, look at these lovely couches and this yeah. armoire and just this lots like of FOMO angst. It's definitely a boomer like attitude to have, to mm. be like, man, just look at that lovely room, you know? Like, I want to fill my my room with just like fake plants and china cabinets that i'll ne- you know with, with china i'll never use <laughs> yeah it's 
So she's like into it. Like she is. And she wants the good things. And she presents uh, to her husband, Papa Bear. Dear, just look at these lovely rooms. First, he's sleeping on the job. <laughs> these model treehouse rooms in Treehouse Keeping Magazine. Model Aren't they rooms. lovely? Oh, they're nice enough, I suppose, but certainly no lovelier than the rooms in our very own treehouse. You see, he, he knows. He knows that he, they cannot afford, like with his, with his income as a, as a lowly carpenter who works from home, they do not have the income to, to buy whatever it is that she wants. These like high-end luxury rooms. For real. I just kept thinking, <laughs> she wants to live the fabulous life. She <laughs> The problem is, you know, it's, it's 85 Reaganomics wasn't what it was promised to be. Mm. <laughs> they have to buckle down and not spend as much. Um, they're not going to get their hands on these rooms. They're not. And honestly, it's a very spacious home yeah. that they have. They do. It's very nice. You it's know, very and, nice. And, th- and that's what Papa Bear tries to explain to his wife. It's, yes. Hey, hey, what we have is just fine. Yes. Stop but- filling your head with this this need for more. This Woman. Ca- <laughs> this capitalist uh, 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 trap. <laughs> um <laughs> She talked about model rooms. Did you, like, ever... Did your parents, like... Were they into, like, looking at model houses? Like, driving into a new housing development? Like, I'm black. We didn't have money. Oh, well. <laughs> sorry to say that. My My mom... It was, like, a pastime. She loved to, like, drive into a new housing development and just go in the model house and just look at it. Hmm. Always talk about, oh, maybe it would be great to live here. But never doing it, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, my dad is kind of like Papa Bear. It's like, honey, we don't need another house. This house is fine. This house is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so th- I, that, I think, Mama Bear reminds me very much of my own mother. Just want to point <laughs> that out. Um, but my room, unlike uh, her children, was actually a... Uh... I, I just want to say, uh, Papa Bear reminds me of both of my parents. Because we'd be like, can we go to McDonald's? No, we can go to McHatcher's. <laughs> Got hamburger helper. <laughs> Hatcher is her last name. Oh, uh, it was my last name. McHatcher's is the... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, my, my room wasn't as messy as the kids, you see. Yes, but there's one place in this treehouse I'm not proud of. Brother and sister's room is a mess. A perfectly dreadful, knock-down, drag-out, wall-to-wall mess. <laughs> perfectly dreadful, knock-down, wall-to-wall mess. I, I called that clip bad transition because they were trying to transition from Mama Bear liking this home to we need to talk about the message because we only have 11 minutes to hammer it home. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, that room's great. Now I'm like my rotten kids <laughs> with their messy room. <laughs> and uh, she like she gets worked up. Yeah, she does. Like She's like ready to go throw down right there. Just being reminded of her kid's messy room, she's ready to address it right then and there. She starts to Godzilla stomp up them stairs. Yeah, she does. What's that? An earthquake? Worse, it's Mama on the warpath. Climbing the stairs. <laughs> I, I kept that in there because of the kid. Like the pause between lines there is like, it's Mama on the warpath. Coming up the stairs, like, <laughs> like little, the pause is too long. I was like, you want to maybe try another take on that kid? <laughs> or editor, just put it closer. Yeah. Anyway. It makes me think of that movie where it's just like, they're eating him. And then they're going to eat me. Oh, oh my gosh. Shout out to Troll 2. <laughs> the best, worst movie. Um, so 
so Mama Bear, she's she's she barges into the kids' room and she tells him what's what. Now hear this. I want this entire room cleaned. And for starters, I want this entire floor picked up, picked up clean, and I want it done in exactly 15 minutes. 15 minutes? <laughs> yep. This room is a mess. It is very much a mess. There are spiders having congress yeah. in corners and mice, and it's very, very filthy. What she's asking makes sense. The room needs to be clean. 15 freaking minutes? I can't even clean my 4x4 four four bathroom in that time. <laughs> um, and, and like the, 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 her point of contention is like the, the floor is so messy. There's so many toys piled up that she can't even get inside the closet. Um, we also want to point out these kids have two closets. One for clothes and one for toys. Uh, that's more closets than I ever had. That's true. <laughs> uh, just saying, this, this family's not too poor. We have two closets. Yeah. Well, technically, I have two closets. You have a set of drawers. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what, like, did you have a messy room as a kid? Did you One, did you share your room with your sisters? Yes. I have two sisters, and at one point, I was sharing my room with both of them. Mm-hmm. Um... So was it messy? Yes. Um, I never, I never shared my room with my sisters. Um, but the, I, 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 when I was very young, probably like four or five, there were points in time when my mom, very much like Mama Bear, would rush in and say, "This room is a mess." I don't think she would give me fifteen minutes to clean it up, but she would give me a time limit, like you have an hour or like oh. two hours to clean up all these toys. And. Um, <laughs> This episode did uh, remind me that I responded with that demand in a similar way to these kids here. Tell me, what, what did the kids do in that 15 minutes to, to clean up their room? Fight uh-huh. for about 10 of those minutes. Yeah. And then stuff everything into one of their closets. Yep. That, that is totally what I would do as a kid. It's like, okay, mom gets mad when the room itself is dirty. She doesn't care about the closet. Just throw it everything into a giant pile in the closet. Like a disgusting pile. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, like... Shove, shove, shove. Right. And then, like, after two months, she would go in the closet and then yell at me to clean up the closet. Just on the ground. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry, Mama. I never <laughs> meant to hurt you. <laughs> uh, in my household, we didn't get, like time limits it was you don't leave this room until it's done so if it takes several hours on you but i was a bad kid (laughs) so what i would do is i'd clean up a little bit and then i would like tell one of my sisters it's fine i'll do it you can just sit down and play and i'll clean up and i'd like fiddle around sort of quote-unquote cleaning for like 30 minutes and then i would leave the room to go to the bathroom quote-unquote but i would go to my parents and i'd be fake crying and saying so-and-so i'm not saying my sister's name on here like Uh she's not cleaning the room and she's making me do the whole thing and then one of my parents would go in there and they'd get in trouble and then they'd start blaming me saying i could i told them to sit down and i was like no why would i say that i don't want to clean this whole place by myself so you're a sociopath (laughs) i'm much better now, and luckily my <laughs> sisters will never hear this specific episode because they probably don't remember that. Gosh. But, um, yeah. You're, you're no good. No good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, luckily I wasn't that uh, vindictive or evil. Nah, you didn't have to share room. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, and, you know, I actually, um, as I cleaned my closet, you know, um, I came to appreciate cleaning. It was very, it was very, like... 
It was like a very constructive activity that like, you know, allowed me to like, I don't know. That's true. You're a very it, clean man. I am. It, it gave me a very, it gave me a sense of control. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> My mom trained me well. <laughs> Whereas I just became yeah. terrible. Um, you know, <laughs> but I, I do. So here, here's Mama Bear coming back um, into the room after they cleaned the, they cleaned it up. Quote, in actuality, they just threw everything in the closet. And look, with the floor clean, you can actually open the... No, Mama! Don't open it! All the toys fly off. Like a Sharknado of clothes (laughs) and toys. (laughs) And there's just a close-up of Mama Bear, and the drawing of her is hilarious. She just looks done. Like, it, it, it's a reaction gif if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah, Just her, uh, her angry mama. Um, and she, she, how does she respond? She goes and gets a box, marks words on it that we can't see, brings it back to the kids' room. What are you going to do, mama? What's the box for? It's for all this trash. <laughs> no, mama, no! My baseball cards aren't trash! Yes, they are, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I I would probably respond that way. So would I. High five to this marriage. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, remember when I used to live with roommates. Like I would threaten them. I'd say, Hey, listen, dude. the The deal is, you wash your dishes after you're done with them. Um, if you don't, I will throw them on your bed. <laughs> like I, I never I never <laughs> fulfilled that threat. Luckily. Um, because, you know, they, they, they kept in line. Because you're not playing. <laughs> no, I mean, I would totally do it, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm definitely with mom here. Like, no, I'm sorry. You you can't that in the trash. The worst part about this moment, though, is mom's throwing all the trash, all the toys and stuff in the trash that they aren't utilizing well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the kids are throwing them back out. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You didn't? No. Like, every time something, when he was like, my baseball cards, he reaches in and pulls them back out. And she's like, dolls! Like, they're... So that warrants a strike. You know, you know, you need to you need to spank that boy. That's, yes. a, that's a whipping. Right there. I agree. I, I thought you were going to say uh, the worst part about this situation is... Oh, uh, no. Yeah, you're right. That is the actual worst part. What do you got? Well, the kids are screaming for help because they are being wronged so thoroughly uh-huh. uh, that their father hears from the shed out back and comes in as the savior of the moment. Well, the mess certainly has built up in this room. In fact, it's the worst case of messy buildup I've ever seen. Now let's sit down and talk this over calmly. <laughs> Let me tell you why this is the worst, folks. Because at the very beginning, when mom is like, there's one room in this house that's the worst thing, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna leave. And just left. Yeah, I, I, I have that clip, too. Um, it's labeled bad husband number one. I'm not going to stand for it any longer. I put up with that messy room long enough. <laughs> uh, well, dear, I've got some urgent work to do in my shop. <laughs> like... If you were going to come in and be like, let's talk about this calmly. Why'd you leave? Why'd you wait until yeah. you were going to make the mom the bad guy? You piece of crap bear. You yep. piece of bear crap yep. in so, the forest. <laughs> Papa Bear comes in. So I, I think I'm realizing in recording the show, um, my family was just the Bairdstain Bears. Because <laughs> this is totally how my dad would react. Oh, god! Like, I'm not just saying my dad is, like, neglectful. Like all the time. No, he's pre- he's a very good dad. But there are some certain situations where my dad thought, okay, this is it's a little too hot to handle. I'm going to remove myself from this situation, <laughs> and I'm gonna go. 
Um, just go watch some television downstairs. Yeah. Just avoid. Avoid. Um, famously, I've heard the story that when I, my mom was giving birth to me, uh, my dad left the, the room and offered to buy the doctor dinner. <laughs> I would strangle you with an umbilical cord. I want you to hear that. <laughs> this here is your fault. You don't get to check out. <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> and then there were times when it's like when we were having an argument with mom or mom was yelling or something like that. If if it was like too loud, my dad would run in and like put us, try to put us all in place. It's like, I'll, I'll call her mama, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, mama, get up, you stop, you know, you stop yelling. Kids, stop yelling. You know, because like to him, it felt like he was trying to maintain order when it was like what he should have been doing was supporting my mom and her, yeah. her you know, discipline. Which is very much what Papa Bear was not doing here. Right. Um, Let's not say Papa Bear, because that's from Little Bear, and Papa Bear was a much better Papa Bear. (laughs) Yeah. He was absent from home. (laughs) (laughs) Only for the first half of the first season. You know, uh, spoiler for 1995. Little Bear. (laughs) Um, I got another clip of Bad Husband. What you need is a little organization, and maybe a box. Not a trash box. No, what toy box? I'll what your mother did was wrong. Maybe a lot of other little boxes for your games and collections. If you were going to build them a toy box anyway, why did you wait until exactly? Your wife... I was just thinking that. <sighs> so annoying. Look, guys, I understand this is a kid show. We're not kids, therefore it's not for us. Therefore, we can tear it apart. Yeah, I just. It's so annoying. Um, in, I literally wrote down undermining at its finest. Yes. Um, in my research, I came across an interesting quote from uh, from Stan Bernstein, right? Mm. So when they were deciding on what the subject of their book series was going to be, they decided on bears. One, because bears were already like a very common, a common element in kids' literature, right? It just seemed, you know, yeah, you just have a cartoon bear. Mm-hmm. Kids respond to that, right? But he also observed that female bears are, quote, terrifyingly good mothers, while the males are, quote, lousy fathers. <laughs> so True. so it's by design. Papa Bear's a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is. Uh, it's fine. Yep. Here's a, uh, he just uh, undercut her completely. Yep. I just, we would throw the, I would... We had discussed this. I was just like, if if our kid's room is that messy, you got three times. I told you to clean the room three times. And the second time I said, I will just pick stuff up and throw it away since it doesn't have a spot. I'm going to give it to someone else. The third time, next time I come in here, if it's not clean, and then it's going. You take these things out of the... Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I'm just saying, um, dad's... Papa Bear's um, r- response here is, this is how you get spoiled kids. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you get spoiled kids. Yeah. Kids that, you know feel that they're entitled to those baseball cards and those dollies and, and to run the country yeah <laughs> this, this is how you birth karens <laughs> oh gosh anyway so uh the, the the story wraps up nice and neat they they clean up they they organize all their stuff the way it needs to be and it did teach i feel like kids were reading this it taught them how to effectively clean their room it's like yeah. hey have a place for all your stuff um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was uh, written by uh, what's uh, the, the the keep clean lady. <laughs> I on knew Netflix. you were gonna say that. What's her name? I can't think of her name because Marie, you just said Marie clean. Hondo. Condo. Condo. Yes. Uh, go watch that show. She knows how she she knows how to clean a house. Yeah. I actually there's even some ways that they like keep clean. It's like oh this is stuff that I see like 
Pinteresters do or yeah, yeah. Have Instagram like, boards. Have like a bin for every little thing. You have know? a pug hole for your... That's not what it's called. Pug... A, like a pug well, po- po- Pogs weren't popular quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A room and a closet to be proud of. What about us? Yeah. Are you proud of us too? No. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, what about yours truly? Absolutely not. (laughs) What about yours truly? Didn't I help? No. (laughs) There's now more things in their place. Yeah. The kids have to use those things. Yeah. Like, after a month, if they're not using those bins anymore, you've had a failure. Yeah. So, Papa Bear, you know, we'll wait and see. (laughs) We'll wait and see in that. Like, there, they put them in the things. Anyway, so that concludes... uh, Episode one of Berenstain Bears. Um, I do want to talk about uh, where did the show go from here? Well, uh, one, it was nominated for a Daytime Emmy in 1987 for Outstanding Performer in Children's Programming. Um, And then uh, the Berenstain Bears was adapted into a second cartoon series for PBS in 2003. Um, I was a little too old to be watching it by then. (laughs) Um, Maybe my sister did? Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, um, It spawned a slew of merchandise, video games... A stage play. Uh. Gross. On ice? I hope not. <laughs> and as I mentioned earlier, a feature film is in the works. Um, write your your write your local uh, movie theater and tell them you want to see a Bernstein Bears movie right away. Yeah. I, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be it's, something. It's gonna be terrible. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna throw a break uh, with that terrible terrible theme song, <laughs> um, um, and we'll we'll be back uh, with Jess's show of 1985. Yeah. We- We'll return after these messages. McDonald's presents the Berenstain Bears. Once upon a time, there were two children whose parents took them to McDonald's. The children each got a Happy Meal. The boxes looked like our Bear Village buildings. And inside were, guess what? Little Berenstain Bears. Me with my wheelbarrow. There's me and my scooter. And me and my wagon. And Mama with her cart. Gee, Papa, could that really happen? (laughs) Only if you believe in people. The lovable Berenstain Bears, only at McDonald's. Television of 1985, uh, we're uh, coming in with the theme song for what show? Growing Pains. Growing Pains, debuting September 24th, 1985 on ABC. This is the long-running family sitcom, Growing Pains. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing I remember most about this stupid show is the theme song, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm sitting here singing it right now. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that is, uh, that is the song... As long as we got each other, written and composed by John Bettis. John Better Bettis Best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Steve Dorff doing the music. Um, that was performed by B.J. Thomas and Jennifer Warnes. Well, uh, I mean, the second season. Yeah, <laughs> that song was nominated for an Emmy. 
Ah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Growing Pains, here we are. Um, all To be completely honest, my show would also be Growing Pains mm-hmm. if you hadn't already done it. Yeah, I called it first. Yeah, be, and you know, I, I've my runner-up being Bernstein Bears, uh, I've seen more of than whatever your runner-up was. Yeah. Which you did, probably didn't even have one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she shakes her head. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's just the way things shook out. So technically, both of our shows are growing pains, but you're gonna, I'm going to let you represent it. That's right. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. Growing Pains? Yeah, tell, tell us about it. What do you got? Um, is a show about a middle America family whom uh, has a husband, a wife, and three kids. Yep. Uh, the wife, after 15 years, oh, is you, going back to work. Yeah, you know, I, in fact, be, being that we watched the pilot, they explained all of this to us very succinctly. Very quickly. Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist. I've spent the last 15 years helping people with their problems. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I've spent the last 15 years helping our kids with problems even Jason wouldn't believe. Now Maggie has gone back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. Jason has moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Most of the time. And the rest of the time? <laughs> we love them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we they're love so, them anyway. They're so rich and white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Alan Thicke as Mr. J- Jason Seaver and Joanna Kearns as Maggie Seaver. Um, just the most sitcom of sitcom families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're the the standard. Yeah. How did you discover the show? How did you watch it? Reruns. I'm not sure how. I probably should have asked my family. It it must have just been on. I cannot see my parents watching this to watch it. I have no idea. Just on I, in the background? Yeah. I have no idea why I watched so much of this show. But you did. But I did. <laughs> I uh this show ran in reruns on the Disney Channel. Like, mm. day- daytime Disney Channel. That might have been it. Yeah, so, uh, when I was a little kid, Disney Channel was my jam. Uh, <laughs> my dad pirated cable. <laughs> and I was watching all of them cable channels. Oh, this Bernstein dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would come home from school. I would have, have a snack. Um, put off doing my homework. And I would watch Disney Channel. It was like, and it was, it was like I would watch um, Gilligan's Island, I think. That mm-hmm. either was on Disney Channel or TV Land, right? I watched right. Gilligan's Island. Watched that show. It would then transition into like Growing Pains. So I would mm-hmm. watch an episode of Growing Pains, and then you got the cartoons, your Timon and Pumbaa's, and, <laughs> and, and, and the the Hercules show. You just had to sit through Aladdin one show. pain of growing, yeah, yeah, and then you get to the cartoons. So I'd watch a lot of Growing Pains, and it was like a little too over my head because I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I watched it. Yep. I mean, it's, it holds up. Yeah, it's, it's it's a very swell show. Yeah. <laughs> the lesson in this was for everyone to learn. Yeah. The kids learned a lesson. The parents learned a lesson. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a well-rounded. Fa- fantastic show. And I, I remember... So, the thing I remember the most about it was, uh, as far as I remember, Growing Pains was a vehicle for a young Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> He was only in the last season. I know, season. but as far as I remember, he was a regular on the show. So, oh. like, when I think of, like, my memories of Growing Pains, I remember a family and a homeless kid they brought in to live with them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all I think of is Kirk Cameron. That explains the age difference between us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio joins the cast in the seventh season to uh, live with them as a homeless kid. Yes. How did that happen? I can't even remember. He was just a poor homeless kid 
And they felt bad for him, so they brought him into his house, their house. Yeah. That's end yeah. story. And that, that characterizes the Seavers pretty well. They're a well-meaning family. Yeah. So this first episode, um, it opens with everybody in the kitchen. Not everybody. Most of the people in the kitchen and. Um, Maggie's making breakfast and she's preparing for her first day out in the world for work <laughs> after 15 years. Yeah. Which, that's cool. <laughs> we, we were trying to, like, psychoanalyze this family and determine wh- why is she really going back to work? And, and I was like, Reaganomics, man. That's it. That's the only <laughs> answer. It didn't work out for them. It's going to be the answer for the next couple of years. And they were looking at their checkbook and they're like, Maggie, Maggie, you can't, you can't be a stay-at-home mom anymore. Yeah. We're, we're, we're running low on funds. Uh, people aren't, uh, they don't see the value in psychology, psych, 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 psychiatric help like they used to. Did they used to? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you got to go back to work, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like sick of them kids. <laughs> I mean, 15 years. Yeah. That's a, that's a full Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Their son is Kirk Cameron, by the way. <laughs> One of their sons is Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, before the Christianing. Yes. Before saving Christmas. Uh, they have a son, uh, Mike. Oh, yeah, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cameron plays Mike. Mike. They have one daughter. Her name is Carol. And then they have their younger son, Ben. Yeah. And Carol looks like the most 80s teenage girl ever. I love Carol's style. Because, let's be honest, the 80s has circled back for fashion. But, really, I'm just kind of like... I like your hair. My hair can't do that. I like your glasses. I like your big floppy sweater because it looks comfortable. Yeah. I don't think I care for her skirt, but otherwise, but I think she was actually wearing high-waisted pants. Look. She, she reminded me of uh, Marty McFly's sister from Back to the Future. If you want to hear about our thoughts on that, go to episode one of Media Made. You just plugged within our plug. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. So it was just like I, I, the 80s. The 80s is oozing out of this show. Yeah. Um, what is a... Uh, they're, they're eating breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. What's a... Uh, you know, Jason Seaver, the dad, walks in. And gets a little frisky. They are very fr- frisky. Fr- frisky, you say? You know, I read an article that said that two career couples should really make special effort to always remain frisky. <laughs> At breakfast? At all meals. <laughs> My favorite joke in the show, this one. What's the matter? You guys aren't getting enough? <laughs> I like that joke for a few reasons. If my 15-year-old ever added me like that. <laughs> well, I, that joke works on several levels. One, um, the first joke in the show is a sex joke. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I can't say I, I know a lot about 80s sitcoms, but I feel like that's a little racy for, for a sitcom of that era. I feel like they're exploring more... Uh, I give you that. Yeah, more, more spicy content, right? And this isn't even on Fox. Like, from what I remember, like, uh... ABC. Huh? Yes, yeah, from what I remember, um, uh, Married with Children was, like, the show people held up as being, like, oh, this show's filthy. Yeah. Raunchy. Like, that was a pretty raunchy joke for the time, if that's what the standard for raunchy was. That's true. Yeah. Well, did you ever watch Married with Children? A little bit. As a little kid. It was pretty bad. Yeah, really? (laughs) It was pretty bad. Um, and then I also enjoy this joke because knowing, like... Less than ten years later, Kirk Cameron would ne- would would uh, refuse to tell that joke. That's true. Yeah, he's a very hardline conservative Christian outlook these days. Yeah, uh, he famously uh, pressured the network to fire one of the the uh, like side characters from the cast because the actress 
like posed in Playboy, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, got her fired because she didn't uphold his Christian standards. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that because <laughs> that is not the young boy we see in this episode here. That's true. So they're at breakfast. The 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 singular like conflict for for Jason Seaver is he wants to get frisky with his wife. <laughs> um, and then the, but he's got three kids, which is a result of all the frisking beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the that's that's kind of like the B plot and the A plot being it's focused on Mike Kirk Cameron. What's he want to do? He wants to go to the House of Sweat. <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys doing tonight? The House of Sweat. Yeah. Great. <laughs> he wants to go to the House of Sweat, Mm-mm. which immer- immediately. Uh, alerts the mom who's who's one. I, I, I this is a school day because all the kids go to school. Yeah, day, right. So it's either he wants to go out on a school night, or it's Friday night. Yeah, where she's starting work. Who starts work on a Friday? A lady of the eighties, I guess. Yeah. Um, Timeline doesn't make sense. Mike, what is the House of Sweat? Well, it's you know. It's that new under-20 dance club on Jericho Turnpike. And we love a sister that's a tattletale. Yeah, sounds like a great idea, Mom. Ah, it's a safe, wholesome place for teens to congregate. <laughs> and the larger the group, the smaller their brains get. Under-20 dance club, meaning that people who are both adults and not adults can mingle together. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. If I was like, so, what are you talking about? But yeah, If 18... there's someone over the age of consent going in there, red flags should be going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry to bring that in. Um, but yeah, Mike wants to go to the house of sweat. He wants to. He wants to live a little, just a little. Yeah, mom and dad not into it. Mm-mm. But aren't they? <laughs> oh, let's see what dad has to say. Anyway, I was thinking that maybe we could go down there tonight, and Jerry would drive, so you wouldn't have to do what it. What would your mother say, Mom? I guess she would say. What's the phrase I'm looking for here, Dad? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the one joke that got an actual laugh out of me when we watched it uh, this most recent time. Um, Yeah. No. But with this whole conversation, Dad comes around. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, here's the deal. I'll give you a little more freedom. You've got to promise me a lot more responsibility. Hey, no problem, Dad. I swear I am ready for total responsibility. Mike, I'm not ready for total responsibility. (laughs) I laughed at that. So I want to talk about his not ready for total responsibility. Yeah. <clears throat> Where do I see it? The fact that he moved his practice into his home and didn't soundproof anything and has massive breaches of confidentiality because his kids are right yes. outside the door listening yeah. to people talk about their issues. And I'm like, bro, you would have your license revoked in 45 seconds. So yeah, like dad is having this conversation with Mike in his office, right? Where uh, a, a patient had just left. He's a counselor. Um, and all of the kids are listening outside, like with cups to the door, trying to <laughs> hear this man's deepest, darkest secrets. And they do hear it because one of the things he shares is that he thinks his knees are very huge. And when the guy comes out, young Ben is staring at his <laughs> knees. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, this man has a very like erotic dream that he describes in detail. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I mean, was it erotic? Yeah, he's like licking his lips. Like he he describes being on a bus and like Ew. he sees a woman that he's interested in and he like licks his lips and I was like, No, don't do that. <laughs> That's unwanted. Stop. 
Um, so yeah, Mike and, and Dad have themselves a heart-to-heart. Dad says, are you ready for total responsibility? And Mike's like, yes. Yes, I am. And Dad's like, alright. I will uh, give it to you, Mike. I'll give you this one chance. Go to the house of sweat Do not tonight. miss your chance to blow. Right. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. And Mike, Mike takes it. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Mike uh, heads out to the house of sweat. And uh, dad thinks he's going to have a, a night alone with his wife. Yeah. Be worrying. We should be celebrating. <laughs> Which is why I've taken the liberty of placing some chilled champagne in a little bucket beside the bed. Slip some satin sheets on the old bouncer. <laughs> the old bouncer. Satin sheets. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, the guy in the store showed me some before and after pictures of a couple who tried them, and they looked very satisfied. So frisky. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what even are the, the, the benefits of satin sheets? Well. Are I'm, they soft? Like, um, they're non-moisture absorbing. So you're, so you're just like lying in sweat? Sort of. They, it's not really. I mean, you would lie in sweat if they were cotton. Satin sheets for a person with my kind of hair, it doesn't pull and like damage your hair as much. And then it's just soft. It's not like. But, but what's the benefit in, 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 in when you're, uh, you know, making whoopee? <laughs> when you... it's a, a nice cool slide of, well, I'm, not, I'm done I, what? <laughs> why would you ask me that question and why would I respond <laughs> my mother listens to this <laughs> there's, a, there's a pretty funny like uh, slapstick joke where uh, the dad like in a huff sits down in the bed and forgets that he put he, he put satin sheets on the bed and just slide, he slides right off just right on the bed back on the ground yeah. they're very ugly sheets they are they're pink very 80s Ugh. Can we talk about this house? Sure. This house is one humongous. Humongous. Like, humongous. Just like all 80s houses, 80s sitcom houses are. Um, they, <laughs> we can see where that, that psychiatry, you know, psychiatrist money went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have like all of the 80s like random fake plants and, and like ugly paintings mm-hmm. like my, my mom Mood had settings yeah like my mom had ugly paintings that were like you know fake <laughs> like brush strokes and you know they were of like just plants and things <laughs> um in their bedroom they have like Incan uh like statues right behind the bed yeah like this weird cultural appropriation thing yeah there's a lot of stuff in the house yeah. also it's just a lot it's a lot of not just stuff, right? But it's just like their kitchen. I am envious of it. Behind the kitchen, they just have an outdoor nook. Where is this? Like a wraparound porch. The living room is it's large. Like a then they house. have a yeah. Then they have a the room which is the I guess home study, which becomes the office that's filled with books and a couch. What and was stuff. it and before then, he moved in there? Was it just an probably office? probably a home office? A home office. Yeah. They all kids. All the kids probably have their own room. Yeah. And the the. Main the master bedroom has like a walk, maybe not a walk-in closet, but definitely like a attached bathroom, bathroom yeah. and stuff. And it's just, it's a large. It's a. I mean, I, I if I could afford the house, I'd live in it. I would decorate it differently. Decorate it? What was that? I don't know. I would decorate it differently. I uh, sometimes we like to put on like old commercials because it's funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and I was watching these old commercials from the eighties, probably around this time when the show debuted. Houses were like a hundred thousand, you know, 
with like a, you know, you put down a hefty down payment on that. Like, you'd be paying off that house pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, our parents ruined us. <laughs> I could never, I could never dream to afford the house that these people have. That's true. For, for the amount of money that they probably paid for it. <laughs> Houses, <laughs> the house that the Seavers live in, in 1985 would probably cost like $400,000 today. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Now, granted, he is a psychiatrist. He's a, he's a practicing doctor. I, I know a lot of practicing psychiatrists, and they can't afford that mess. It's crazy. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the freaking Seaver house. Yeah. The Taj Mahal. Yeah. Um, back to... The future. Back to Jason and Maggie. They, uh, they're talking about... I, I labeled this called Dirty Talk. What about Ben and Carol? Well, I slipped some sleeping pills into their Gatorade. <laughs> They'll be asleep for about three weeks. Jason. Well, I didn't really, but uh, they are. And we can... (laughs) (laughs) He is saying, we can practice intercourse. (laughs) I frown hard at words you say. (laughs) Which is more more upsetting? (laughs) Or... or, Don't! Stop! All of it is upsetting! (laughs) Equally upset! That's what he did! I don't care! I'm looking at you when you do it. <laughs> so yeah, they're ready. They're ready to get down. And phone rings. <laughs> what do we got? What happens? We'll have a call from the popo. The, the the police call. The police call. This I think I laughed at um, because you only hear Jason, which he says hello. Oh, that can't be our mic. Our mic's only fifteen. He can't drive. Oh, oh we'll okay. Back. We'll be down and he there very ha- soon. hangs up and Maggie's like, what? What did he say? Well, he said that that's why our mic is in their jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost did grab that clip. But uh, yeah, so Mike decided to drive even though he did not have a license because his friend was drunk at the House of Sweat. <laughs> How did alcohol get to this under 20 establishment? Because it's the 80s. This should be shut down. <laughs> so yeah, Mike is uh, unfortunately in prison. I mean, what are you in for, kid? I um, I killed a man just to watch him die. <laughs> I like that joke. You? Unpaid parking tickets. Parking tickets. <laughs> He's like talking to this big biker man. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, the first episode, uh, the pilot. Uh, the kid goes to jail. You gotta, you gotta bail him out. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Teaches a good lesson. Yeah. It's like, hey, be responsible. I can't I can't think of very many other sitcoms where... They open with such a hard move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kids go to prison. Not at the beginning. I mean, I can think of definitely many sitcoms where they go... You know, I, I think I'm starting to realize I did not watch a lot of sitcoms. Uh... This is like... This is it. In terms of family sitcoms... Mm-hmm. And, and my sister watched Full House, but I only watched... I, I watched it... Well, she watched it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. No, I watched it. I mean, as we will see. As we uh, go throughout the years, I definitely, I was a sitcom lady. Yeah, not me. I was a cartoon dude. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, I love you. So yeah, mom and dad come in, bail out Mike. Um, and they have to give him, they have to, they have to give him the tough love. You will be grounded for two months. Two months? Dad, can't you talk to her? Oh, I did, Mike. Originally, it was one month. That means you added a month. Nothing gets by you, does it? 
Dad, you said you talked. Damn it, Mike, you said you could act responsibly. Now, I don't want to hear another word out of you. Is that clear? That moment, like, I feel like when you're watching it, like, it strikes a nerve. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you have a response like this, but when Dad gets mad, like, when he, he, he makes that sharp turn into I am mad at you, like, I get defensive. I curl up a little bit. I tense up. Do you feel that way? Um, I was the good kid. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't. You just, you just, you, you just um, uh, admitted. In their eyes. I was the good kid. You manipulated them. Yes. So I didn't have a problem. I'm just saying, like, that was such a hard turn where it went from, like, the yeah. little kid is making, a, like, a, a funny joke to dad is angry. Yeah. Legitimately. It did go, and, like, and from. curses. Yeah, it went from four to 78 real quick. Yeah. Um, and, and. You know, you, you, you respond. You're like, oh, man. Yeah, we both, like, jumped in our yeah. seats. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I have no idea. I wasn't there. But I'm going to take a guess and said when they piloted this show for, like, test audience and stuff like that and showed it to networks, I, I would hope that this is the scene that stuck out to them. It's like, this is the show where we can be funny and be, like, you know, like a, a, a wacky sitcom, some mm -hmm. lighthearted characters, but also we can take a look and, and talk about, like, some serious character moments, too. Yeah. We, we can we can delve into the serious subjects. Our characters can have some dramatic moments. Mm-hmm. And Alan Thicke is perfect for that. Yeah. He's he a, grabbed that kid's arm very hard yeah, on the way like, out. It's like, oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, it's like, he can play cool dad, and he can play I am authority dad. Yeah. Authoritarian <laughs> father. Yeah. And so, uh, they, they head home. And dad is now just, he's, he's riled up. <laughs> he doesn't know how to respond. Slamming everything. Trying to get into his closet. What is he, what is he, trying? he wants his pajamas. He just wants to get in his pajamas and get in bed. Because his son is, he had, he, he had to get his son out of prison. He didn't get any that night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot on his mind. It's a lot on his mind. But he's not mad at his son. No. And then he has, he, this is a moment where the dad has to realize, it's like, hey, if you're going to be at home with the kids... You're going to have to take, like, a more hands-on approach with them. Mm -hmm. Mom teaches them that. Yeah. She specifically says that uh, once he finally admits that he is mad at his son, like, yeah. And he's like, she was like, he, he said to her, why aren't you mad? And she's like, I am mad. But not madder than I have been at Mike for a hundred times over the 15 years that I've had to deal with him. Like, that, like, real... So this is the difference between this show and Bernstein Bears. Yeah. Where the dad doesn't just come in and fix things his way, and the mom is like, okay, we're gonna allow that to go so that we can have a learning, teaching moment here. And then she talks, like, this is gonna happen. Your kids are going to tick you off. Mm -hmm. They're going to get under your skin. They're gonna be making a lot of noise when you're trying to work or get something done. And you need to be the adult. Right. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think it was like, th this is a smartly written show. Yeah. And, I agree. And then that scene transitions to the, the real heart to heart between Jason and Mike. Mike, what kind of a relationship are we going to have if I can't trust you? I don't know. I guess I'm just a jerk. Maybe you shouldn't trust me. Well, that's certainly one way to go. <laughs> that's the way my father went with me. I guess I hoped that when I had a son, it would be different. It's really, that's a real sentiment, yeah. I feel like. Um, I could think of, like, it's like my, my dad's relationship with his dad. And, mm -hmm. like, he always, he always says, I want my I want my relationship to, with you to be different than it was with my dad. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that definitely um, struck a chord with the audience. Yeah, and definitely with Mike. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dad, I try. I really try. But sometimes, almost without warning, I just find myself doing something really stupid. 
Sort of an uncontrollable impulse, huh? Yeah. Or is it more like you think of doing something really stupid, and then you weigh your chances of getting away with it, and if they're better than 10%, you go for it. Yeah. That's why you're grounded for two months. <laughs> I think that one got a chuckle out of you when we watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, and, and so, yeah, they, they come around. Yeah. That, yeah. Sorry, that reminds me that at one point Maggie was like, of course he's going to do stupid things. He's a Hormone with legs. Hormone with legs, that's right. <laughs> I think that's what I left at the yeah. most. I just imagined a tadpole with frog legs. Don't ask me why. <laughs> they, they, and that, that wraps up the story nice and neat. Dad. Share some um, boy buddy-buddy stories about when he was a little bit of a crazy teenager. firecracker teenager as well. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I did some pretty lame things in my day. Lame-o. Oh, yeah. Like what? Well, like I remember when I was 16, me and some buddies, we drove around town one night mooning everybody. You, Dad? He repeats that over and over again. You, Dad? And he, he, he says, <laughs> like, did, does Mom know that you did this? <laughs> well, how do you think I met her? <laughs> Which, you know, begs many questions. <laughs> I, I beg no questions. <laughs> I beg for not a single story to be told. They got frisky. No, when the moon... But yeah, it's a nice little wholesome uh, lesson for both parents and children and talks about the changing of family dynamics and what it looks like to balance healthy relationships and how sometimes they don't necessarily just become healthy. So yeah, I think it just demonstrates that this show is like it, it, ha- it strikes the right balance between comedy, drama. Um, it subverts like the, the family dynamics of, of the 80s, I would you would think, you know, it's like. Normally, it's you got you get the stay-at-home mom and the the working-class dad, right? This one, it's like no, the dad is working still, but he's at home now, and then mom is the one who's at work, so dad has to respond. Um, I don't remember did when, when this show continued on. Like, did they play into Alan Thicke being a psychiatrist? I can't remember honestly. So that that's what I'm curious to know. It's like how much did how much is like the the vocation part of the show. How, how much does that carry forward, right? I'm sure, especially in the sixth, seventh season when they have a uh, runaway homeless youth yeah. that comes in handy. Right. Um, I'm just saying, like, how often do we see mom at work, right? Like, as a journalist. I feel like I remember seeing some scenes. Okay. I don't know if she stays there the whole time. I'm pretty sure she gets, like, frustrated at the, like, good old boy nature of it. So she she's the victim of... Uh... Good old un- boys. Un- unwanted advances. And just kind I- I of like, the show oh, going sweetie. There. Oh, sweetie, you just don't understand these things. Ugh. Maybe I'm wrong. I just have like some thoughts. Yeah. That well, are, like- we-, we know the 80s based on some of the things we talked about. The 80s was like the time where women were, were able to like kind of break out of certain norms, you know? Mm-hmm. This is, this is a-, a period where feminist ideals were, were-, were sprouting up. Yeah. Women were taking power. Yeah. uh, I think the show would explore something like that. Yeah. I would would hope so. Yeah, especially with Carol. I remember her as um, the daughter, like, grew grew into that a lot more. Yeah. You know, it's just funny. Carol really doesn't have too much in this episode. No. That's unfortunate. And that's just the nature of things with Mm -hmm. the sitcom. You can't get to every character. So, like, do you remember any, like, things that Carol deals with? Because we don't see anything with Iris. Mostly just Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike does a, a lot. Um... I feel like I can vaguely remember her like organizing a 
protest of some sort at her school. Mm-hmm. Not about anything really important. But I could be mixing that up with a different show. <laughs> I don't know. She reminds me of uh, DJ from Full House. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. little bit. There's just, I don't know. There's the way she, she is, I guess. But I can see how the character might be modeled after that. Like yeah. DJ could be modeled after uh, Carol. So the big question is, would you recommend Growing Pains? Yeah, definitely. I definitely would recommend I, I would too. Yeah. You want some you want some old school sitcom action? Head over to Growing Pains. Yeah. Um would you recommend the Berenstain no, Bears? No, not even for a second. No. Not even ch- for children. Not even no. for children. I recommend the books to children. Okay. Not not the show. All right. The animation's ugly. I forgot to mention that. It's an ugly show. Yeah. Um <laughs> So where does where did uh where did Growing Pains go from here? Lasted 7 seasons like we talked about. And a movie. Just kidding. Well, actually, there was a... <laughs> there were two made-for-TV movies in 2000 and 2004. I never saw them. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. Did you watch them? I think I watched one of them. I'm like... I I, I forgot to put the, 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 the names down, but I could assume one of them is like, The Seavers Go Hawaiian. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> you know? I think they were like selling their childhood home in one of them. Oh, okay. Um, and, and then uh, the show spawned a spinoff series called Just the Ten of Us. Did you ever watch that? No. I'd heard of it. It's just like, I never watched it. Just, just the Ten of Us. Um, I assume it's like a cheaper by the dozen, too many kids situation, but who knows? If you know, let us, you know, if, if you've seen the show, uh, sound off. Let us know. Um, several award nominations for the show, including Emmys, Golden Globes. It won two Emmys for Outstanding Lighting Direction. I mean, it was a very bright show. <laughs> Won uh, that award in 1986 and 1991. Never took any big awards besides that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a fine show. Yeah, I, I would say it holds together better than a lot of 90, or 80s sitcoms. Agreed. Yeah. Let's talk runners up. Yeah. So uh, every... That's the thing. It's like, these were the shows that we've seen the most, but there are definitely some shows year by year that are going to be like, Right there, in contention. Jess's job is to collect those and tell us what, what our runners-up are. Yeah, but also, in our defense, we were not born. <laughs> so there weren't very many runners-up. So, Rodney, runner-up for you, Care Bears. Yeah. Uh, I guess bear sh- cartoon bear shows uh, penetrated my, my sphere. Yeah. Um, I, just like Berenstein Bears, I can't remember too much about watching Care Bears. It was just like, I remember seeing it. <laughs> so it's barely a runner-up. In fact, Growing Pains for me is the real show and Berenstein Bears is the runner-up. Mm-hmm. But we needed to talk about two shows, so here we are. Here we are. Um, I I went through the list and there weren't any anything else that like rang a bell. I don't have any runners-up for TV for this year. Just Growing Pains. Just Growing Pains. Um, so, last bit of business before we sign off. This is the end of our 1985 uh, block. Mm-hmm. We've talked movies. We've talked music. We've talked TV. It's time to decide who won the year. Wait, we didn't decide who won TV. Oh, well. I won TV. I No argument. <laughs> Just won TV for 1985. 100%. Um, now, the movie, there was a bit of contention between us. Um, I think neither of us were willing to budge on who won. So we're going to call that one a draw. All right. So, TV was a draw. Um, music. I won. I gave it to Jess. Um, we, uh, her Whitney Houston beat my Megadeth. Definitely. 
and then here we are on TV, Jess wins again. So that's two wins, one draw for Jess. She wins 1985. Oh, she was the dancing queen. I don't think she was the she was the 85 queen. I'm 85 and a queen. 19, slay. 19, 1985. Oh yeah, that is how that song goes. Go on, Bowling for Sloop. Sloop. <laughs> bowling for Gloop. <laughs> Gustus Gloop. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Um, so that's that's it. Um, some plugs. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we know we're just starting this show, but we have some other uh, creative outlets on the internet that you can check out if you like our voices. Um, Jess, what do you got? Um, I have a YouTube channel where I share short stories. Uh, I read them out loud and put them in the video, depending on my time and editing ability. Taming Tales on YouTube. Taming Tales. Tales with an A-L-E-S. Yeah, Taming Tales on YouTube. Check her out. Check her out. You're on Instagram too, right? I am, but I'm bad at Instagram. But also Taming Tales on Instagram. <laughs> and then if you like my voice and you're a fan of professional wrestling, uh, you can check out my web show called Keep Kayfabe. That's Kayfabe, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E. We examine and critique the careers and characters of famous professional wrestlers, our favorites. Uh, we're currently in a Eddie Guerrero series we're looking at the uh, latino heat so if that interests you at all check it out on youtube keep kayfabe we're gonna sign off with uh just the outro music from growing pains because uh <laughs> that sax is is 80s tastic <laughs> some good sax some <laughs> sax <laughs> <laughs> good night folks some rough sax <laughs> you stop it you stop it right now um, wash your mouth out with soap Corona-free mouth soap. Uh, be sure to check us out. Uh, you know, follow. Be sure to um, be on the lookout for episode four of uh, Media Made. We're gonna be looking at 1986. We're gonna start with the movies. Yeah. Any teases? I will say, um, be prepared, uh. <laughs> be prepared for some frustrating children and great music. Yeah. That's a that's a good way to look forward to that. A little bit of like yeah, and uh. a little bit of. So that was Media Made. Thank you for listening. Uh, good night.